welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I'm Sarah Black. And we are sitting down for the second time today with Christian and Erica from Deal Marcus and Company. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Inside the Deal Marcus and Co. building, located at 11 Central Street, right in the heart of downtown Salem. So just as a predicator, uh, Sarah and I, for the first time, uh, in our in our illustrious history, uh, forgot to hit the record button. So we tried to do this interview. Got about halfway through <laughs> earlier today, and uh, so again, we are so sorry. <laughs> it was beautiful. We had, we had a good talk. It, it was a great talk. Hopefully, we will have as great a talk. It'll be better. It'll be better this time. I hope so. Um, we, 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 <laughs> We're warmed up now. Yeah, we got a little warmed up. We're through the day. We've done some tours. We got some drinks in us. It'll be a good time. So uh, again, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, tell us. It's our pleasure. Thank you. And happy 4th of July, I think this is. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is dropping on the 4th of July. Happy 4th, all. Happy Nathaniel Hawthorne's birthday. Not mm. that he knew it was Independence Day, though. We've had this discussion yes. before, but yes. Right. <laughs> so thank you again for inviting us into your space. I think you are very unique compared to our other interviewees in that you not only run your business out of this building, but you also live here as well. We do. Can you, you tell have that luxury? Yeah, it's nice. Easy commute. If I was at fifteen <laughs> seconds, mm-hmm. give or take, you I know, manage to find a way to be late. <laughs> Put your face on, roll out of bed. It's good. Yeah. Can you <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the room that we're in right now? Certainly. Uh, so we're upstairs on the second floor, and we're in the ballroom, or what we call the ballroom. And uh, there's a couple of beautiful columns behind us. Originally, this was a science lecture hall. Around 1870, the first curator of the Peabody Academy of Science um, headquartered his offices up here. He had run out of space over at the, uh, the East India Marine Hall and decided to rent some space above the bank. And these offices were used for the American Association for the Advancement of Science. And so right now you're in the lecture hall and uh, apparently library, I've read. They kept the entire library of all their minutes and all the scientific discoveries that they were making in those days up here. So you said the 1870s around? About 1870. So they would have been operating, giving these lectures at the same time as the Salem Lyceum would have been as well, too. That's interesting. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that Salem was a bustling city, both in the economic sense, but also just ideas, right? You know, there's a lot of smart people coming into this and spreading that knowledge. It's very cool to know that it wasn't just the Lyceum, it was this building as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very scientific community. Where we are sitting right now. Yes. Modern witchcraft. Oh, I love <laughs> Science that. Science also was uh, was a hotbed here. Who uh, who is it? Is it, is it Sagan? Carl Sagan. Uh, the the technological advanced society. You won't be able to tell the difference between science and magic. Yeah, yeah, he did say that, or someone did. I, I, you I, can I, all you <laughs> can all check it out. <laughs> Someone's gonna fact check me on yeah. that one. So thank someone you. Someone said that. Yeah. If these walls could talk, I tell you. Be full of banks. I think of that all the time. And young boys. There's a lot of things. This was a boys club. You know, as you you know, for about 100 years, this was um, the Salem fraternity, which uh, wasn't like a frat house. You know, it was uh, actually to keep kids between the ages of about 12 and 18 um, off the streets and um, having fun like 
it was the predecessor of the Boys and Girls Club. It was a Unitarian um, guy who had heard of another one that was happening, I think, in Philadelphia and said, oh, I want to start a club like that here in Salem. And he started a club, and it, I think it started above the Lyceum um, on the second floor. And they, they had boys and girls to begin with, but then the girls wanted nothing to do with the boys. Shocking. At all. <laughs> it's yeah. just and, smart and women. The, attend- <laughs> the female attendance dropped off considerably. <laughs> and so uh, it, it, he just kept it for boys. And then it moved around the city until uh, the bank finally cleared out of this building and decided uh, to donate it to them which I'm sure the bank knew that was a tax write-off. Yeah. Uh, so they donated it, and they turned this into the Boys Club. And it was the Boys Club for about 90 years here. So, yeah, there was a lot of scurrying feet. I'm not going to say whether or not we still hear them. Oh. Oh. Well, gonna, we definitely see pictures. There's some great pictures of this building. Uh, they used to get there. I don't know if it was annual, but I know I've seen dozens of pictures they'd line the steps out front so they're just you know rows of of young men from the 30s 50s 70s whenever it was Mm -hmm. doing acrobatics yeah and they're all like uh, hanging off the poles and i can imagine like just running around this place i'm (laughs) to be fair i'm vaguely surprised it's still standing i'm also surprised they could fit kept up you you mentioned in our first recording that they had a basketball court in here yeah downstairs in our shop crazy it was a one-sided basketball court and we still get old guys coming in, glossed eyes, walking through our doors. You could tell that they're going down memory lane oh. and imagining their, themselves playing basketball with their buddies. And uh, they tell us that. Looks and, a lot different yeah, now. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm always like, how? They say, yeah, the windows were boarded up. And then we had the basketball court and we used to jump off the walls. And yeah, we <laughs> kick off the yeah. walls and everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Hard it's, to believe. It's, it's actually really nice to hear from some of these people who lived that history. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's one thing to sort of hear about it or see it, but sure. it's got to be wildly different for someone to come in and be like, I did, this was me. This, this is, it's a, it makes it very real. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's similar to whenever I get someone on tour who hasn't been to Salem in, you know, 20 years, you know, that Salem that you saw decades mm-hmm. ago is a lot different. Oh, so I was like, changes, tell me, yeah. tell me about yeah. your experience. Like what, what's different? What's the same? Cause it's always fascinating I, to hear. I have a friend who grew up here I agree. he's a little older than me. Uh, and uh, he came back to visit a couple of years ago. We grabbed lunch and he's like, I did like the whole Essex Street was still a road when he grew up here. So he could drive down. He's like, I remember parking my me and my friends. And he's like, I got jumped on that corner there. Oh, wow. And he's like, when the police station was next door next here. Door. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you like come. It's the same place, but it's yeah. a it's a different well, world. Christian, you grew up here, right? I did. Yeah. I um, So I'm an old man now. I grew up here. Uh, I was born in 1977. And Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And actually, my dad, uh, at that time that I was born, was part of the uh, redevelopment committee. Uh, He was on the design committee. Um, He worked with a lot of their typography and helping to design their signs and maps and things like that. But he was part of that whole idea of trying to make Salem more of a um, a tourist-friendly town. Before that, even Pickering Wharf was just a bunch of gas uh, tanks and things. It was a working-class town. And... Uh, there's a fabulous picture, you can look it up if you can find it online, that shows uh, 
old town hall and the buildings surrounding it, like on Front Street and everything. But it has like an old 60s Michelob sign hanging off the side Whoa. and like cars parked right up against the town hall. Like this was just yeah. any town, any town, New England until they decided to kind of like make it seem a little more historic. But um, the, the historic preservation that exists in Salem today was um, majorly started in the 70s. Well, we're glad they... Yeah. We lost a lot, but we're, we're, we're glad that they kept a, a lot, especially... This building. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did grow up here, but I, I technically grew up in Danvers, which is... Uh, Salem you know, Village. Yeah, Salem Village. <laughs> I grew up in the Witch Triangle. Oh, oh yes. that, that explains so much. Yeah, so <laughs> what does that explain? <laughs> okay. Uh, Pour so me another one, Will. We had um, the Samuel Paris House... Um, a stone's throw behind my house and then the original meeting house where all of the first accusations took place that was also a stone's throw from my house and then uh, judge hawthorne his house was um finished the triangle and it's all about a quarter of a mile and i was i grew up in the suburbs um development made in the 60s uh, but right in the middle of all that and you learn a lot about witch history when you go to elementary school here and they tell you all about, oh, you know, Tichaba and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I knew that that was happening in my backyard. And my backyard is woods. I'm, I grew up on Forest Street. And uh, my backyard was dense woods. And That's if you so go weird. through those woods, you end up at the, the parsonage site in Danvers. And so I just knew... Those girls were playing back there. That's so, I'm like yeah. kind of mind blown right now. That's no, no, no wild. Liberty Tree Mall. Yeah. Just, uh, there was nearly <laughs> a tree there. <laughs> well, that, that whole tree. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you remember when they were dredging up the Paris Parsonage? Because I feel like that wasn't, was that the. Yeah. Actually, one of my classmates um, was the daughter. So there's a town archivist who's been there forever. Um, Richard Trass? Yeah. So if you want to describe Danvers to uh, listeners, if you've ever seen Sleepy Hollow, the movie, and there's, you know, there's like the archivist and there's the, the town mayor, whatever, like there's just these old men in town. <laughs> Danvers is that way. We don't have a mayor or uh, anything. We have a town manager <laughs> and he has... Then the town manager, I think it's probably different now, but he was the town manager for like 50 years. <laughs> Wayne Markey. The same people. I don't even know if he gets voted so in or anything. Denver still uses town meeting of the public to vote on things. Yeah, my, where, where I'm from, they, we do the same thing. Yeah. Small and, town um, New England. Yeah. And uh, Richard Trask, who I, I knew very well growing up. He was the town archivist. He works at the library. He is a wealth of knowledge. He is, I think we're going over there. We're going to try to get in contact with him. Yeah, before oh. October, I think, is on our list. That would be fantastic. Don't hold me to that, though. But his daughter, I went try. to school with yeah. his daughter. And I think uh, she was one of the first people, I'm not exactly sure what the story was, but, you know, she... Uh, kicked over the first rock that they realized was part of the old <laughs> foundation oh. to the parsonage or whatever. Betsy, I remember, you know, wow. it was like, it was, it was part of um, looking at the old maps and comparing them to new maps and everything. And they discovered that foundation, um, 
that was when I was alive. And living right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was very exciting. Very that exciting. is so cool. They, they built the witch, <laughs> the memorial in Danvers, mm-hmm. the one with the shackles and like mystical symbols. It's yeah. really beautiful. Um, so they built that there when I was growing up too. So there was a lot of excitement about the witch trials in Danvers when, when I was growing up there. It was really cool. So you're local born and bred. Erica, you're... You're oh, right. I am. <laughs> he, he imported you. Oh, yes. I am the transplant. But I love it here. I love Salem. Where are you from? I'm from California. California. Yeah. San Francisco, San originally. Fr- okay. Mm-hmm. Bay Area, all over the place there, really. Um, but then I moved to Los Angeles in my mid-20s and eventually met this one, yeah. Christian. I had moved out there, too, for work. Yeah, your yeah. your shop was in LA. Yeah. So that's you opened you met married, right? Mm-hmm. And then right. you moved your shop here. Yeah. That's right. Can you tell us cuz I might I say first and foremost you guys are total couple goals. Just going to say that. <laughs> but also curious as to Thank how you Sarah? you met oh. over in California. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I will let you take this over. Oh, uh, oh we got we got we got not good the stuff. storyteller. <laughs> okay, so um, I will try to sum this up. <laughs> it's a long one. <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles um, with the prospect of work. I started in theater. I started at the uh, North Shore Music Theater here in Beverly. Oh. as like a 15-year-old helping them paint and build their sets. Theater in the Round. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. I love that beautiful. place. And um, my mom got me the job. She's like, all right, you're 16. You got to get a job. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she found it for me and they needed, they needed help. I, I forget. I think they paid me in like, you know, props from A Christmas Carol, like chains, <laughs> fake chains and fake legs of meat or whatever. But I was is, a 16 is that year old. that what saw downstairs? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But right. I thought, oh my God, can you actually build fake worlds for people and, and get paid? This is amazing. And I got really into it. And then I, I decided, you know, what's the next step from film? I wanted to uh, go to film school. I went to film school in New York City. Um, you know, New York City where all the artists are. Artists. Yeah, and we used to look at Los Angeles as like, well, you know, that's where they ruin movies. Uh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but then I had a girlfriend at the time and she said, I have this job doing hair and makeup on a movie so uh, they want to move me out there and put me out put me up for you know a few months while we make this movie would you like to come with me and I said well if that's the circumstances yeah I'll go with you uh, welcome to Los Angeles the movie never went through <laughs> lots of calls to the producer lots of calls to the director uh, had to start paying you know are we gonna are we gonna live here are we gonna go back and so I I'm a New Englander, so I'm like, I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to live here, and it's fine. And I worked at a hardware store. and um, But then I kind of crept in to try and find other ways to do what I enjoy doing with theater and creating things and got jobs on little um, movies, the little student films where they, you know, you basically owe them money by the end of the production <laughs> for helping them put their sets together. <laughs> but, it, you know, I thought I was breaking breaking my teeth over there and so I did that and um, I really liked headed out heading out to all the theme bars because Los Angeles has fantastic themed bars um, 
you know, like either it's supposed to be in the 1920s or it's supposed to be like an old factory or something. They had fantastic theme bars in L.A. and I used to love going out to them. And right around that time, absinthe, you know, was becoming re-legalized in America. Remember, that was like, I don't know, 2007 or 10 or something. And everyone was like, no, that's, that's the fake shit. That's not real. And it's like, but they actually did re-legalize it. They had the FDA look at it for quite, quite a few years and realized that uh, wormwood was not that uh, deleterious to your health. And so they, they legalized it. And uh, Pernod and different brands came back into America. And I was already familiar with it. I had seen a lot of uh, movies and read a lot of romantic novels. And so I was like ready to go with absinthe. I think I had made fake absinthe for a date or two. <laughs> it was like, you know, uh, Everclear and, um, Black licorice and Anise, like, <laughs> like from the baking aisle. <laughs> but yeah, so I went to this bar and I was like, well, you don't know how to serve absinthe. I will show you how to properly serve absinthe and how to pour it over the ice cube and the whole ritual that goes into it. So I said I'd make a long story short, but <laughs> too late. Uh, I went out to this bar one night with some friends and my friend was bartending and she happened to be serving absinthe and um, I saw her pouring it. And I said, oh, you're not pouring it. You're not pouring it right. Of course you did. And uh, there's this there's this beautiful girl right next to me, like agreeing and saying, yeah, yeah, you have to do it like this. You have to put it on the sh-. And I'm like looking over my shoulder going, who is also right behind me agreeing? Oh, my God. <laughs> who? Who is that? Who, who yeah. might that be? And so I think our real first conversation um, started with how to serve absinthe properly and like shaming our bartender friend. <laughs> Which it turns out she was also was friends friend. with the bartender too. <laughs> yeah. And then it was a small world that, that just came together very quickly. And we exchanged numbers, which we wrote with pen on a coaster. Oh, because yeah, that this long is, ago. This is uh, mm-hmm. 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both lost the coasters <gasps> with the numbers on mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And that was the end of that. And I... I always <laughs> regretted, where did that girl go? She was amazing. She knew how to Aww. serve abs. <laughs> um, and yeah, she had I a key around where. her neck, too. You had a key around your neck. Yeah, I did. Which, like, uh, like a skeleton key, necklace. Yeah. And I thought that, that was so interest. cool. Because I worked at a oh. hardware store, an antique hardware store. And so I was very intrigued. Everything was, the, the stage was set. And then we lost our numbers. Eric, Erica, may I ask what your first impression of him was? Oh, well. well it was wonderful I mean I didn't uh know that anyone else knew about absinthe to the extent that I did because I was actually also an an absinthe server in Los Angeles so I didn't realize that he also knew like who's who's this guy yeah so I was very fascinated and also disappointed that I lost his number but you know as a girl back in the day you're like He's going to call me. He's going to call me. It's fine. And then he never called. Never called. So then. Tears, tears. He, if he called once, he'll he'll call again. Yeah, neither yeah. of us realized that the other one had lost the number. Yeah, right. And so we both kept doing that thing where you're like, wait three days. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, three oh months goodness. passed by until yeah. we, you stumbled into another I event stumbled I into another bar. Serving at, and uh, I was serving absinthe and at you that event. Very well, we're serving absinthe. Oh my yeah. goodness. And I looked across the room and I said, Oh my goodness. Were you there like, There's the is. guy who didn't call me? 
Basically. Oh. But also, I need to talk to him. Yeah. Because you also lost yours too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fate. Fate. Yeah. Have you the, seen the Serendipity? Yes. You, that's, that is, you guys are serendipity. It was, it was, it's a good story. It is a good yeah. story. You know. We finally exchanged numbers again and uh, here we are. Yeah. So that's, that's how we met. Over, over absinthe and uh, lost coaster numbers. And yeah. which one do you prefer? Salem or the West Coast? Ooh. Uh-oh. Put on the it spot. It depends on the time of my life, but um, I would say Salem. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I almost wish I came here sooner, honestly. But, you know, life didn't happen that way, and that's okay. But I love Salem. It's a small city that's bustling and changing, and it's full of life and creativity, and it just, it's lively. But also not too big to be overwhelming like a city where I'm from, San Francisco, or not like in New York, or even Boston. You know, it's manageable. Definitely. I always say it's like the perfect size town, yeah. especially downtown. You see a lot of the same faces, but yeah. if you need to run up to Target or, you know, TJ Maxx. Go to Walmart. Or, <laughs> you got those too. Yeah. But we do have this cute little That's quaint where Danvers comes community. in handy. Exactly. <laughs> Danvers and its malls. Yeah. No, I love it here. And it is very um, European in its vibe too, which is lovely. Yeah, especially do. since they opened all the outside restaurants and, yeah. and, and um, yeah. Driscoll decided that, you know, that was a great thing, you know, keep them all going. And um, yeah, I, I, I was definitely the scared that, that restaurants. We'd, we'd lose those. And it, it seems like they are here to stay. So that's that's really nice. We did. I'm you know, happy the trade off was we lost a lot of parking space. Yeah. Oh, yes. But, you know, oh, the that's parking. what that's what Peabody and Beverly are for. It's fine. You can walk. <laughs> it says walking tour guy. Right? <laughs> you can just walk everywhere. So, Which is true. As, as you just listed a, a whole plethora of things about Salem, do you, do you have a favorite thing about Salem? I mean, I don't have a favorite thing. I love all the things <laughs> that make Salem, make Salem what it is. Okay. Yeah. And to be fair, I am still... A new transplant, and I'm getting to know the city more it's and more like every day. Three, three years. Three years, but uh, don't forget, I do run a business. Yeah, and yeah. I am Very stuck inside busy. quite often. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. You you get sequestered for sure yeah. when you're when you're running a business. Yeah, I don't get out much. <laughs> what about what about you, Christian? You got a favorite thing about Salem? Uh, me, uh, so Salem. What is remaining of the architecture is wonderful. I I love all the bricks and the cobblestone and the little uh you know side alleys that still exist and looking up at in, in, in the second and third floor dormer windows downtown and just wondering like what's about the what's CBS? transpired there <laughs> like if you're not in london or scotland or something it's hard to find an american city that still has any of that yeah feeling left you know i i went like i said i went to school in new york city that's an old city too but you'd never know it anywhere. I mean, there's a few grand buildings left, but there's not a lot of the old market buildings and things left that that still exist here where you really get a sense of the past. And I, I enjoy that feeling of feeling like, uh, okay, cheesiest thing ever, but, you know, <laughs> a little bit of living history here in Salem that I enjoy. Well, we appreciate that. And your your business fits right into that. Oh, well, we, thank you. 
Intentionally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try as, as you, your your fine pure purveyors of purveyors of fine exotic goods. Mm-hmm. Is that did I get that right? Absolutely. You sure did. There uh, we exotic go. Exotic cargo. Exotic cargo. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Because of all the shipping that um, yeah was done, we're actually surprisingly more famous for our shipping industry. Although anyone listening would go, no, it's the witchcraft. Well, I, I well think, that, I was think a, that was a month or two or whatever. I mean, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was not a big part of Salem's actual history. The, the, uh, the footprint is very social, yeah. where in which the footprint of the Great Age of Sail is literally physical. It, it has changed the shape of Salem. Yeah, and we changed right. a lot here in Salem. Yeah. We had a lot of firsts. Here in Salem, first millionaire in America. Yeah, the guy with the mansion over there. First elephant. First, first muster oh, of the yeah. National Guard. First yeah. coffee like from ja- from the Isle of Java. Our Salem ships went out to you, Java to get Java. You you sell you sell a lot of tea. We do. You, yeah. you don't sell coffee. We don't. No. Oh. No. There is so much There's coffee. There's a plethora of coffee here. I mean, you're not wrong. You know, you've done I'm, a lot of interviews of with it. coffee people. It's it's <laughs> in overabundance in Salem. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, but tea? Tea was also yeah. imported um, regularly. People think of like the, the tea, the Boston Tea Party and throwing it over. We didn't dislike tea. We like we disliked the tax on it. But Americans did like a lot of tea and uh, they couldn't get enough of it. We just didn't like that it was coming from the British. Screw those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I uh, do. I do remember <laughs> the first time I walked into your shop after it was complete, and it did take my breath away just a little oh. bit. I love telling people to go in here. Thank I just you. wish I could see their faces when they do. I'm sure that doesn't get old. No. The high ceilings. I mean, you guys do a, such a great do- job at curating an experience when you walk in. Oh, the smells, you. the sounds, everything. Thank you. We work really hard on it. Yeah, that was. So that means a lot. Thank that you. Was, Part of what we wanted to bring is, you know, you you wanted to have a theatricality to the retail experience where people were just floored by it. It wasn't just another store full of, you know, um, T-shirts that said Salem, which is fine. Yeah. You, know, you, you need some of those um, or, you know, a place that just recycles uh, whatever spooky thing is at Target and just up prices it. Like we wanted to make people feel as though they were shopping in old town Salem and uh, give that impression. And the building that we're in lends itself very well to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And while it's, you know, not as um, seen, you know, because we're not on a storefront and you have to really... Essex. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Um, You know, we don't have a typical storefront so people have to look up and then they have to realize that oh we're a store and we're open and we're not just a house you know well, I, I feel so. like over the uh, three years it's definitely become sort of one of those destination places that that people come you see it i don't we know if you guys so. are on the yeah. on the facebook pages do you know what i'm talking about yeah mm-hmm. and people are like oh what, what do you the have facebook, to do in Salem? Yeah, yeah. and they're like oh go here and you guys are almost always listed like it's one of my favorite you gotta check this place out it's on this yeah. street and it's like one of those sort of um, people. If you, are, if you know, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Hidden and gem. You know, and we like that experience for ourselves when we go out traveling. We love stumbling upon the hidden gem, so to speak, right? And so we're hoping that we're that for other people. So to see someone, like you said, Sarah, when you walked in, you were blown away. We want that for everybody. 
that joy of discovery. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things that inspired me uh, to start the shop because, uh, you know, you go to different cities, you explore around different cities, and sometimes without any provocation, you just find yourself stumbling in some door and then going, oh my God, what did I just discover in this <laughs> city? That is the best feeling. And so people truly. are always telling us, like, put out more signs and oh, arrows and this that. and that. And it's like, you know what? We do I really lot, would yeah. rather you discover it. Mm-hmm. And now we've been here long enough that word of mouth gets out and people are like, you got to check out that store. But guess what? It's your friends saying that. It's not us. So we're not out there just saying, please come in. It's like uh, our products and our environment speak for themselves, and you can discover us, and that's the fun of it. You know, it's not uh, everything is everything is on the Internet, but when you can just actually stumble across something on your, your trip here to Salem, that's magical. And I think you probably have an idea going to say this without giving it too much thought the most unique entryway in the city absolutely yeah and there's a lot of misconceptions about it (laughs) yeah oh Oh, uh, (laughs) people trying to get in the bottom door oh yeah all the time jeffrey uh, why don't you describe um what you're looking at so if you're standing Mm. on central street looking at 11 central street gorgeous buildings multiple two-story windows large windows not your normal size windows but (laughs) the entranceway there's a door right in front of you which is not accessible and then there's two flights of stairs on either side that lead to a central door uh, where you enter your building and then your stores uh, through a mm, what would you call a vestibule center hall vestibule yeah yeah Um, and then in to the right is your store but it's those two stairways that really are are one of the defining characteristics of, of this property they kind of go up on the left and right like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Instead of going straight down like when you see on major city halls that go straight down. And and I would I would argue that's probably one of the most and I don't know if you guys still have this problem, but I used to see it years ago, one of the most photographed uh, places in town. Yeah, oh, people, people yeah. trying to go up oh on the stairs gosh, and every take the pictures, day. especially yeah. weddings. Uh, we've, yeah. we've, we've gotten used to it. Um uh, and it's all the time. Like, you know, we do live in the building and, but constantly our dog is barking at the window and we look out and it's just someone taking a picture out front, but it's, it's constantly all the time. And I understand, you know, it is a very, it's almost a municipal looking building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think it's like part of like, you know, uh, Salem's uh, infrastructure and it's okay if they go up and things, they don't realize it's just a private business and just a private home, but that's okay. I, I really don't mind. It doesn't bother us too too much when they go out and take a picture on the steps it does bother me when they sit all over the steps and then i try to take out the trash or walk the dog and i can't get out of my own house so why uh why are there two why are there two flights of stairs there, oh, the, mis- oh. the misconception they, they yeah. <laughs> okay so this has this is there, a, huh? this has to be a full disclaimer and uh, <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if you have interviewed uh nope the, nope. the, the trolley nope. people yeah so Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stirring the pot. Okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so um, there is a wonderful trolley, and I highly recommend it. And it, it, it transverses the whole city. It's probably the best way to see Salem if you're visiting. It's a hop-on, hop-off hop trolley. And yeah. the tour guide that uh, sits there tells you all about the things you're going by. And, and go, you go down Chestnut Street. You go down the Willows. It's amazing. It yeah. spans a much larger than our downtown area. They really do a fantastic job, and they've been here for, for many, many decades. Um, 
and the tour guides who talk about what you're passing by. Oh, did I mention their main offices? They're directly across the street from us. <laughs> so you think they might keep tabs on what the people are saying. But everyone says, oh, those steps are called the friendship stairs. And uh, they're designed so that men can go up one side and women can go up the other. And uh, it was designed by Charles Bullfinch, who you may recognize as designing uh, the state capitol in Boston and also another place called the Bullfinch Pub, which you may know better as Cheers. And, yeah, they drive by. <laughs> and I plant my head in my palm. <laughs> and I say, uh, okay, well, not a, not a single thing of that is true. And yet they, they all say it over and over again. And then people come in and they tell me, like, as if they meet me in the shop, they're like, did you know? And I'm like, no, no, it's not true. Did I know? I live here, yeah. sir. All right. So yeah. um, people like uh, to tell us history. I'll try to keep it. I'll try to keep it really simple. It's uh, Charles Bullfinch did design the building and it's based off of um, he he spent a lot of time studying architecture in Italy. Um, and it's a typical, you know, palazzo type staircase, which they used to put along the uh, canals so that, you know, a long staircase, you end up in the water. But if you put the stairs to the left and the right, then you can have these grandiose buildings with a uh, high rise to them where you go up the stairs on the left and the right and you can keep it right next to a canal. And that was part of uh, how Venice created its architecture and so that's what he was copying he, it was a bank in 1811 women weren't even walking up the stairs women weren't <laughs> oh even my God. banking at that time. even if they wanted the to they weren't they weren't coming up those stairs and <laughs> charles bullfinch certainly did not design it that way uh secondly uh, the Bull and Finch Pub, which, yes, is known as Cheers. If you're of a certain age, you even remember that show. Yep. Uh, but that's <laughs> or the, the pub. That's the yeah. ba that basement of the, I believe it's called the Hampshire House in Boston. And that was built in 1935. <laughs> okay. I'm not Bullfinch sure. Bullfinch was dead. I think Bullfinch died around 18, yes, maybe 40 at best. So a century before. Uh, at least a century. Yeah. So um, it's called the Bull and Finch as a jokey reference because he did design the state capitol uh, down the street from there but yeah he, he didn't design cheers don't you love how you know these little tidbits of information end up spiraling it's like a game out. of telephone right it, oh hot, yeah. I, that's what i say on my tours it's why i tell people i don't tell a lot of ghost stories on my tours because it is a game of telephone the right. stories change over the course of 50 years and i've tried to track down some of the original you know, oh. moments, those original stories, the sources, but yeah. it's so difficult. Like That's why I really appreciate hearing it from the person. Mm -hmm. As we talked a little bit about on this episode already, hearing their story, you, you know you're getting the truth. And speaking of ghost stories, may I ask mm -hmm. if we've had any experiences in this building? You said built in <laughs> 1811, we got the boys club, it was a bank for a yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Lots you, of opportunities for haunts. Yeah. Erica, why don't you take that? I mean, you're you're more of a sensitive. I am, and I have experienced various things. So um, it depends on what room you're in. There are more active rooms than others, more active areas than others, lots of activity in the shop, lots of playful energy in the shop. I definitely get child energy. Uh, we get things that get thrown. We got one on tape. Yeah, we <gasps> got one on tape. 
Yeah, and you posted it, didn't you? That's yeah. on your Instagram. It is on our yeah. Instagram. We first moved in, and uh, mm-hmm. I would hear clangs in the middle of the night, and I was getting really uh, concerned, you know, because you think maybe someone's breaking in, right, on their side. We set up a security camera that is now in the store, and uh, yeah, T-tins just fly off the shelves, and we caught one on tape. Yeah, and then um, you had that um, that bust, what was it called? A um, bust. A scientific bust in in the shop at one point. It probably sold pretty quickly. But we used to put hats on it. And if you didn't put the right hat on it, it would fly off across the room. And every morning, I'd have to pick it up and put it back on. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, you know what I'm talking about, right? Now, yeah. The hat would fly off. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a medical um, statue, you yeah. know, like a, an example of the human body. Thank you. Uh, life size. Anatomy aid. Thank yeah. you very and we, much. Yeah, and we had it in the store. Yes. And, of course, we used to put, like, scarves and hats on it and everything. Yeah. And it was, it was, its name was not Reginald because it was not Reginald. <laughs> 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 uh, and, yeah, if you put the wrong hat on it, Erica was constantly complaining that it would get thrown across the room yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I'd wake up in the morning and make my tea or coffee or whatever and see it clear across the room. Not always. It depended on what kind of hat was on it. And so, so it's just this, this kind of, you, you know, silly, yeah. silly little um, pestering things that happen around here. Any visuals? I definitely see the child in the shop. Yeah. Ugh. Quick little guy, though. Eerie. Yeah, it is. It is. I do get chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I also, um, one night we were hosting a yoga event here. And then afterwards, everyone was hanging out, having some tea, and uh, I was talking to some people, and directly behind them, I was actually looking into this room we are in now, and I saw a gentleman walking from this way, like where the kitchen is now, and straight towards the windows, and full, I don't even know if I want to say Victorian, but it was a very pressed suit. So it could have been a Victorian press suit. It could have been 20s. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just remember seeing the the very pressed leg suit. And he was walking through, but the energy I got. No doubt. I don't know. The energy I got was that he was just passing through. It did not feel like he was here, here. You know, it felt very much like he was just passing on through. And I just thought, huh, funny, you're passing through up here. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, who are you, sir? Story. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, member of the Academy for Science. Yeah, it could very Possibly. well be. Could have so been. many, so many yeah. different things. One of the cool things is we're only like the fifth occupants of this building because it was a bank for 100 years, because it was the boys club for 100 years. And then it went through a short stretch. PBD Essex owned it for a short period. Um, and... The, the, the guy who had an antique store in here, which is when I discovered it. I actually came in here when I was about 16 and was just blown away by the building. Um, and we actually took the building over from him. So, I mean, I don't know. You can count on, that's about five people, right? It's crazy for this beautiful building. But I think that's how a building of this nature um, survives. Because if too many people go through it, and too many um, companies and iterations go through it, you know, they end up tearing it apart, and then the whole thing yeah. would have drop tile ceilings and everything. Too many changes, mm. yeah. Yeah, you're always redoing or reconfiguring or mm-hmm. changing or 
building a wall or changing the fireplace. So not too much was changing. Right. As you look around the building uh, from you know the bottom to the top, you'll notice a lot of the original details. I'm going to ask if you guys have a favorite part of the building. Oh, yes. Yeah, actually. Well, I, I, I have a yeah. favorite part of oh. the building. No. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Ooh, I think I have. I th- okay, let them oh, go we first. We all that? have. I think we all do. <laughs> all right. And we've only spent a little bit of time in here. So, But you, you guys, obviously, you spend <laughs> all your time in here. I love, um, I love the library. That um, is my favorite. I do Absolutely. love to be... Um, I like to look out at people passing by in the morning as I have my coffee and, you know, can grab uh, a book. And I'm always referencing. I, I'm a bibliophile, so I have, like, you know, Salem vessels and their voyages or, you know, some of Frank Cousins' photographic books. Um, I'm always just trying to learn about Salem and learn about the area and history and got my coffee and I love being in the library. It's so peaceful and, and that's my favorite room. How about you, Erica? That is also my favorite room, actually. Oh. Yeah. Followed by my secret lair. (laughs) Which we had the privilege of going down into, and we are sworn to secrecy, but um, I I don't even know if I have words for that space. Probably the coolest thing I have ever seen, (laughs) which I'm talking this up to the listeners, and they're never (laughs) even going to see it, so sorry, but um, maybe one day. It was maybe one day. I felt like I was in a movie. I felt like I was in an I Spy book. I mean, your building itself, every room that you step into is beautiful in its own way, and you guys have done such a great job beyond the store. But that underground little lair was (laughs) wild. The uh, the secret (laughs) vault, as as you called it. It, uh, It's not secret anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They they do have a a secret uh, hidden hidden vault, which I I feel very... uh, you have a bank, you have a vault. Yeah, it's well, like, there's, you know, there's... When you talk to James over at... Um, he Count also Warlock, has his vault. We, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, me and him, we are simpatico, and we're, we're friends, and we like having our little vault club. Have, <laughs> yeah. Has we're, he been down into yours? Because I think he'd be jealous. I think he might yeah. be a little jealous, too. Yeah, I mean, his, not yet. his is... Amazing. He's got coffins. He's got coffins we, we and We went skulls. on his first... We went on his first lift, the, um, the coffin yeah, lid yeah. tour. Yeah, it was um, fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. We we recorded our interview with him in there. Yeah. Oh, excellent! Uh, because when I, I was like, "Hey, can we record in Count Orlocks?" Yeah. Because uh, I I just around all the monsters, around all the busts, around all the stuff. Of course. And he was like, "I have another room." Yeah. And I was like, "I got something better." He's like, "He's like, it's a, it, come here, let me show you." And I yeah. was like, "Okay." Words me. can't explain it. No, no, no. And I was like, "Okay, well, this is." This is a thing. <laughs> uh, Dracula's private, I don't, you know, tea room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, his, it's that, incredible. Yeah. yeah. But yours is like, they're both phenomenal. Yours is something uh, like out of an Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you're look, like right. if, he, if he stumbled into like some artifact area, you're like, oh, where it, is the, the room the of acquirement? Right? That's what <laughs> it reminds me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Although I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm having trouble trying to decide. I, same. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 your if your uh, hidden vault is is my favorite, or the more historic built-in vault is is my favorite. Oh, oh in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That leads yeah. to the yeah. garden. That yeah. leads to the secret garden. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. listeners are like. 
Like, I thought this was a tea. I mean, you haven't talked about tea much. <laughs> Whatever. <all>. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're going to so come in here. We should explain store. that you know. Uh, we do have our layers. tea soap candle store, which we love, <laughs> and we should probably talk about like what got us to start that. But yes, the building <laughs> we're in, um, customers only see ninety percent of what we're doing here. Ten percent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ninety percent. Ninety percent secret. They see us coming in and out. We have of a lot of, like, as you two know, because you've been. We have a lot of parties. We have a lot of private yeah, parties, yeah. and so it's kind of like a little, you know, it's like a little club here. Um, and there's plenty of room to have some great artistic parties, and we we throw our own sort of events in the building. New as Year's well. was oh, you fantastic. Had, yeah, you both so were good. here for yeah. New Year's. Yeah, that was a good time. The entire building basically was open for yeah. that. Yeah, we had a masquerade ball. That was fantastic. Had a band. Mm-hmm. Just dancing, the countdown. I didn't know New Year's was happening. Uh, <laughs> oh, like when the countdown actually happened? I, I think we, we did. Yeah, we had to do a redo. Yeah, and on two floors because, I mean, obviously. Like we were having such a good time that all of a sudden someone was like, five, four. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I was standing right there and I was like, I had no, what? A happy New Year. And I was like, what? It was hilarious because we were downstairs in the yeah. library and uh, somebody had their phone out. So they knew exactly what time it was. <laughs> and we, they were counting down 10, 9, 8, you know, happy New Year. And then in this delayed, like two minutes later, we hear everyone upstairs going, <laughs> 10, 9. <laughs> Okay, I guess it's New Year's up. We have a time difference in our building. That, that would explain a lot. I think I'm going to add one more thing to the cool spots in the building. Was when we first, you, you guys first took us around. You took us up to the attic, and oh. there's that little peep out the very mm -hmm. top. You can yeah. take the the stairs up, and you can see a from skylight on top. You know, oh, that you can yeah. pop out. And it and was the original. It was always there um, for fires. So you can see it also on the Grimshaw house. They have one. Okay. Yeah. So if there was a, a fire on the roof, they needed a hold that the firemen can get out there and spray the hoses or dump buckets of water. Uh, so yeah, that's an original roof uh, hole, which now has like a plastic, you know, has norm, a wonderful normal cover. View of Charter Street. It's an amazing. Amazing. You feel like I you're the king wish, of the world up there. Yeah. It's, it's I just fantastic. wish that more people could fit up there. A it's very like unique two. view yeah. of the city. That's and you're for so sure. high up, actually. This building is like, deceiving because it looks like a two-story building. I mean, it is ish, but yeah. they're. 50. But you're actually four stories. High. I was going to say fifteen foot ceilings. Downstairs is sixteen. Second okay. floor is twelve. Okay. Okay. And um, the second floor is actually the third floor, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, because it's not even on ground level. Oh, it's yeah, because you have to walk up. Right. To yeah, get yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, there's the rooftop bar across the street. Yes. And um, when you're up there, you're basically like practically at their level. It's so high. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And when I want to keep a, an eye on the store and go have a drink, I go up to the roof and I can, I can see our building quite clearly <laughs> from there. So it's pretty nice. So what inspired you guys to pursue the, the tea and the candle angle? Because, of course, you also have a lot of antiques downstairs in your right. shop as well. Coffee but, uh, as well, please. Oh, <laughs> You've got places to get that, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm well aware, but... We do have a tea with coffee beans in it. I was going to say, that's what you do. You go to a tea guru and you say, I am a coffee drinker. What gets me the closest to that with tea? And that's what that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I got what ails you. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> um, uh, what really inspired me and Erica was that we love, we would always go out and uh, on dates, we would go out and end up kind of shopping around some of the nice little mom and pop promenades, especially in Santa Monica and the farmer's market in Los Angeles and stop in little places and smell their soaps and smell their candles. Like we loved that sense of, um, which one is best? And do you like this? And it was, yeah. it was a fun kind of cheap day to, to go experience. Yeah. yeah. Smell things. And then we discovered a tea place that we thought was so wonderful. And yeah. we're like, let's get into tea. And <laughs> so we just really fell in love with tea, soaps and candles first. And then, um, added it to our antique store. Yeah. That makes sense. And we sense. just started with a few. We said, let's just share what we love with the, with our customers. Had a few, and then people started asking for it more and more and more, and now it's grown to over. It's taken over the whole business. A few yeah. different types of teas. In a good way. Yeah. And you We've make them all in-house? We blend a lot of them in-house, and some we get blended now because time, of course. We've had yeah. to become experts, and, and gladly so. Uh, what started as sort of a, let's carry some teas because we love them. We had about 12. And uh, before you knew it, fast forward five years later, and we're going to the International Tea Conference. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and, and buying rare pu'ers and things that most people don't know about. So we, we've had to learn on the job, and we've loved it because it doesn't stop. That's the other reason it's a good product is because it's just infinitely expandable there's always a new type of tea there's always a new estate that you can get and so no one ever just tires of the same old there's tens of thousands of different teas out there and that's why when someone says oh i don't really drink tea or don't like tea it's like you just haven't you just challenged me to find you something yeah we give out free samples and i'll be like all right you're gonna i'm gonna Send you home with this. Your homework yeah. is to try it. And they usually come back and buy it online. Yeah, like the one that you tried earlier, strawberry kiwi, actually didn't oh. have any actual tea leaf in it. It is all fruits. So that is a great segue into the tea world. I could have, it was. It was uh, so good. Yeah, in, in round <laughs> one, we were uh, presented with some lovely tea. I probably could have, it was in a pitcher. I think I probably had like three glasses. I could have drank like six of them. It was very <laughs> refreshing, especially given the, humidity that was out today oh, it's yeah. a very hot day and so a lot yeah. of our it's teas iced make tea good season. iced teas for sure yeah. yeah do you have a favorite style of tea i'm sure that changes based on you know the oh, yeah. time of day the day of the week the season but is there one that you just always go back to absolutely so i mean like you said it does depend on my mood that's why i always joke with people that i have over 50 teas <laughs> mood's always changing mm-hmm. so um but the one i do go to the most often now is different from the tea that actually got me involved in my love for tea um and that is our strawberry basil sencha and it is amazing sencha is a green tea from japan and it's got some dried strawberries in there basil and some mint and it is delightful. Sounds refreshing. Oh, very. Yeah. Yeah, and the the basil kind of tempers the strawberry, so it's not too fruit forward. You know, Correct. it's not like you're drinking a, a fruit drink. It's everything just tempers itself perfectly, and that's a good thing yeah, about the tea blends is is to get it just perfect. Yes. Do you prefer it hot or cold, or does it also well, depend? I, I definitely do warm, but if it gets cold, it's fine. 
And a lot of times I'm running around mm-hmm. and I don't get to my tea in time. And that's always a disappointment with some teas, but with this one, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. I will say I do prefer when, you know, I'm one of those people that heats up their coffee like 10 times and I won't shy away from that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> tea, I don't mind if it gets, you know, cold. It's usually not bad. Especially as a latte. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you take your tea with milk? Sometimes. I used to not. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is actually pretty good. And yeah. A little creamy. Yeah, so I use that, type, splash yeah, that milk. type gets a little cooler or towards room temperature. It can yeah. be very yummy. Yes. Grease it up. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> little little milk and a couple sugars for me. Ugh, I've not I've not I'll tried sugar in tea yet. Mm-hmm. Usually eh, just a square or two, cube yeah. or two. Uh, depends on uh, depends on the glass. That's always like the thing. People are like, "Oh, I'm like two sugars," and you're like, "Well, how big's your glass? How much tea are you having?" And I understand there's typically the standard, sure. but if I'm making a tea at home, I'm I'm like, "Give me like a mug." A mug. I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoarding it, and yeah. I need a little bit more. You gotta try honey, honey, honey. That's the way to go. Yes, yes. honey's the best way to sweeten your tea. Christian, do you have a favorite? Oh, I do. I love uh, lapsang souchong. Have you <laughs> smoked? You know, it's a smoky, smoky black tea. It almost tastes like a single malt, oh, which yeah. makes sense. Have, do you <laughs> know? So good. Do you know who, it is good. Uh, do you know who Professor Elemental is? I certainly mm-hmm. do. Yeah, okay. and I've okay. certainly heard your stories about okay, him okay. multiple times. I, yeah. It's his song, the the <laughs> Lap Sang Su song, is one of his favorite. It is. Yeah. 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 We'll have to but. send him some. Uh, <laughs> funny story. Since we're here telling stories, uh, Lap Sang was. Uh, Kind of an accident uh, made by the Chinese. Uh, they were trying to speed up the process of drying the tea because the Europeans demanded so much of it so quickly. And drying the tea uh, in the normal fashion was taking too long. And so they thought, well, maybe if we put it in a smokehouse, it will help dry it out quicker. Of course, they realized that it made the tea taste like smoke and they had ruined the batch and it was terrible, except for the, the British... Scottish, <laughs> who were like, used to, you know, sm- yeah. whiskey and tea at the and same they, time. They thought it was fantastic, and they said, "No, <laughs> keep making it for us." And it became Happy it became accident. a popular, yeah, uh, tea. Happy accident. Just like but, beer um, and X-rays. Yeah. There you go. That wasn't a happy <laughs> accident. Not for <laughs> not for whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Accidents all around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I. Do not have a favorite tea, but I like orange. Pretty much any any orange blend. Okay. We'll I get will, you some orange like. orange blossom oolong. Although I gotta say, yeah. your packaging is top notch. Thank you. That's yes. important. That's part of the whole. No, that's yeah. part of the whole experience. Yeah. Right? Luckily, I have an in-house designer. Uh, it's Chris, as she points to Christian. So yeah. thank you. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those things that, you know, uh, I open my cabinet home, which is normally full of all sorts of teas and coffees and whatnot, and yours are like, boom. Yeah, I, you don't have to see. You can, there's, because normally everything's very, not even standard, but mm-hmm. like yours just stands out uh, amongst the rest. It's much more easily uh, identifiable and your candles as well, to be fair. Didn't realize you guys did all that yourselves. Yes. <laughs> so industrious. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. you know, we tried to give it that old... Um, the labels look old-fashioned. Yep. You know, they look like old merchant labels that you'd slap on. And um, it actually took a lot of work to get it to look that way so that it didn't look too artificial or, you know, mm-hmm. too... No, they, they look good. And it's the, Thank the you. tan and the black and the red and the little 
little little spice of rad. We, we dialed it in over many years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very good. But that's why our friends are always like, "Oh, come out and hang out with us, right?" We're so busy because we do a lot of it ourselves. You wear all the hats. All the hats. Yeah. All the hats. Yeah. People say, "Oh, what time do you get off work tonight?" <laughs> I, I mean, never really. There's, no, I, there's always some other thing we have to do down the road or. Um, little projects we have to work on and people say okay well as soon as you get a second let's hang out I'm like as soon as i get a second i don't want to hang out but, <laughs> you know that's the other thing you. is when you run your own business it can it can get a little it, it's a lot you find yourself checking yeah. one in the morning you're like well i just real quick i'll it's yeah. hard to I'll, make that yeah to break away yeah. Yeah. yeah the balance is key right yeah. we're, we're trying we're trying we have a lot of we have right a, a, a fantastic um uh, staff that is constantly growing as it needs to yeah. and they're all fabulous we love them so much and they've been helping us out so maybe we'll get away this uh well not this <laughs> not this October at some point yeah, yeah maybe we'll get away this january when nothing happens in salem that's when i tend to run away yeah although i've pushed it to march now is my new my new plan i went away this past january and it was it was great but then i ran away for a weekend in march and i was like oh the weather's much better in March than it is in January. Yeah. Noted. So, yeah, yeah. So there's one special question we love to ask all of our guests. And I know, Christian, you are a listener of the podcast, so you know this is coming. Uh, so I'll throw, it at, I'll throw it to Erica first. Oh. No pressure. Do you have a favorite witch or wizard? Oh, I do. And that would be Therese DeVoe. The High Priestess of Salem. Interesting. Is it is that a um, new development, or is that something you've known for? Um, it's been since I've lived here. Okay, yeah. okay. So I don't know if it was you. someone who you followed or, or were no, aware no, of uh, before I just you moved adore here. her. Okay, she's amazing, and I'm learning more about her all the time. And when I see her out and about, she just brings a great smile to my face. She just has this amazing energy. How did you come into contact with her? Oh my gosh, I, I don't even She know. came into the store. She came into the store, she came right? Into one of, of our course. special okay. events. Thank you. Yeah. You've seen her. She's always around town. Yeah, yeah. She's got amazing style. She's cool. So <laughs> a, a real practicing Salem witch. Yes. And Christian? Yeah, I'll give you a, a two for one. <laughs> okay. Double header here. Uh, Mildred Hubble. Oh, the worst witch. Good the original. Choice. Yes. Uh, Feruza Balk playing her. Oh. <laughs> That's what better. I grew up on. The worst witch was, as you know, basically Harry Potter before yeah, Rowling's yeah. wrote Harry Potter. Uh, she was fantastic. And she was a bullied little witch. And um, it was a cute show that I saw when I was 13, 14 years old. And then the second one would be Feruza Balk in The Craft, which I connected the two and i said oh you've grown up and now you won't take anybody's <laughs> shit now now you're kicking ass and and also because i had hormones and so and, oh, and yeah. yeah so yeah. she so is hot. she's got that so feruza and absolutely i had the chance to actually work with her um i so this store uh, my first kind of iteration of the store as you know it today was in hollywood and uh, she was making her own line of candles at that time. And she was hand making them in a warehouse downtown. And turns out that one of my coworkers knew her 
and she wanted to put her candles in my store. So the connection was made, and before I knew it, I was meeting her. She's a wonderful person, fantastic. Uh, started carrying her candle line in my little shop, and uh, we became acquaintances, and it was fantastic. And then she stopped selling the candles, and I, I stopped selling them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but yeah, she's a fantastic person, so How that, that would be circle. my favorite witch. Yeah, that's so cool. And now you live here being asked about that. Yeah. <laughs> it all it all it's comes around. Yeah. I took a lot of my um, New Englandness to LA. So, if you were to go into my store in Los Angeles, it was in an old 1950s um, sort of long, narrow. Uh, I think it was a beauty salon originally. But as soon as you walked in, it was dark and there was wood paneling and you were suddenly transported to some abandoned New England mansion. And that's what I do. <laughs> and people, especially there, because it wasn't New England, they stumbled in from, you know, palm trees outside in sunny California <laughs> and they were just freaked out by what they suddenly walked into. <laughs> but I had brought that. So here, when people come in and they see some of the things like you've seen our library and stuff, mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. When I came in. No. Yeah, so yeah. it's all... Yeah, it was all place, white walls like this. This place has a lot of historical detail, but I added a lot more to make it feel like I thought, like, it should. It look, should. No, know? that the yeah. library feels like it belongs there, and to think that that... Wasn't did, always there. It, not, it didn't even... Saying it didn't even look like it is not even coming close to how much uh, it, you... You changed it. It's it's like a. It feels right now, though. Yeah, no, it it, it feels like it belongs, and to think that I mean, like, this wasn't here three years ago. When you walk in, you're like, this has been here for two hundred years, and that's what right. I wanted. I wanted yeah. it to feel like it should. Yeah, you know, kind of respect the bones of the building and how you look at it from the outside and expect. I bet they have like a crazy library in that building and so, you do. so we had to yeah <laughs> but it was it was creating it for theatricality to make sure we had it and so and that's probably why it's our favorite room in the building we put a lot of work into it yeah yeah and then there's the secret vaults and then there's oh, the yeah. other vaults and then there's the other vault yeah I by the way you can you can check out some of these pictures on our like our instagram or on facebook and mm -hmm. our website for sure if you, yeah. if the listeners want to like check out, what are they even talking? Yeah, we'll, see we'll, more than the ten yeah. percent yeah. you're allowed yeah. to see. We've put most of the pictures of the rooms up on our and there's events and things in, in there as well. Yeah, you can come. You um, can tour seventy five percent of the building usually. <laughs> are, are you having another New Year's party? Is, are we going to do that yeah, again? We would love to. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we'd <laughs> love to make it a tradition. Honestly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Come, come for New Year's. But we do have uh, the next event coming up. So it's uh, July fourth now. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, technically, the next event after j this episode. Yeah, we're we're doing uh, we're hosting Vamp Fangs. No, nope. nope. We're hosting y'all. <laughs> You're hosting Indeed. us. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> oh. In this room yeah. right this here. Room. Just a week. After this. Yeah. You yeah. are absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. On July 11th. We can drop that now. I mean, our listeners already know. We're I didn't, oh, know, yeah. if, I didn't know if they knew. I didn't. Oh, they, they do uh, know. They know. We, okay. We've sold maybe not quite half the tickets. Oh, gosh. That's that's selling quicker than I was so worried. Yeah. We haven't promoted yeah. it that much. So, again, guys, well, you'll, get you'll your see tickets. More. It's yeah. going to sell out. Would you guys out. like to uh, plug your? 
Yeah, we can yeah. plug our own show. July 11th from yes. 6.30 to 9.30 in this gorgeous Bullfinch building at 11 Central Street. We will be conducting our second Salem the podcast live show right in the ballroom. And then there will be historical burlesque to follow. But very unique burlesque, I hear. Yes. Oh, I'm so some excited. Historical figures, some Hawthorne, uh, yeah. some Poe. Um. Yeah, we, we, we got some lovely <laughs> ladies wait. dressing as yeah, uh, some of our favorite and historical. And it's, it's our friends that are also doing that burlesque. So Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love it. It's a great and, community here. And, and I might, I am not sure yet, Oh, you're going to do it? No, no. I, I ah. might have a, a secret fourth burlesque performer. All right. I'm going to fall off my chair. <laughs> I Don't tell me. I don't tell me. All of our eyes go to that, Sarah. That, that was the reaction. <laughs> no, I was hoping I was you might do a little show there, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I know you'll be, you'll be tired after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Uh, We'll see. We'll see. There, there might be a secret fourth so uh, burlesque reformer. But uh, our topic for the week, uh, for those of you who, who don't already know or haven't been listening, is uh, some of the more fun, odd, and strange things in the Peabody Essex Museum, the oddities. Uh, our penguin, of course, one of our favorite things. Penguin. We love the penguin. Murder yeah. weapon, of course. Uh, a couple other fun little uh, tidbits throughout the, the, the Peabody Essex Museum that uh, really make it uh, not only the museum it is, but the museum that it was. And, yeah, and that'll be fun. Yeah. To harken back on what they used to show. And to harken back to what this building used to be, too. The fact that someone Absolutely. who worked there was had his uh, office in this space. The right. connection there. Another connection. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so cool. And no so. doubt inspiration for you in this shop as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the I mean, Peabody Essex Museum. Yeah. Uh, Full the circle. way it used to be before, uh, I don't know, going back. 30 years the way when it was still kind of dusty and they didn't have very well described artifacts and it sort of said mm, thing from Sumatra number 217 <laughs> on like an old handwritten <laughs> tag and that's all you know and the cases were jumbled and they have come a long way they have come a long way but that that original iteration that I saw was very charming I liked that sort of empirical way of just like, mm, it is what it is. <laughs> like Did like, you see like your secret vault downstairs. Yeah. Did Maybe. you happen to see the shrunken <laughs> heads when they were on display? Uh, so no, they, I did not see the shrunken heads. Um, but they used to have some, they used to have some uh, headhunter artifacts. I'm trying to remember if this was, I think it was in the PVD Museum here in Salem, not the Peabody Museum, which same guy, same philanthropist, but there is a Peabody Museum at Harvard. One of them had a full um, hut that it was like two stories high that they had brought from one of the South Sea Islands. It was gorgeous, and it was um, you know one of the longhouse huts, and it was built in the old architecture of the building it was like wow. sitting there in the museum and i thought that was so odd as a kid <laughs> to see this this cross culture of things um you know the birdhouses that they built out front of the museum a couple of years ago and there's like big giant size birdhouses made of thatch the mm -hmm. ones in the uh, uh crown and shield bentley yards. yes yes yeah yes. so it sort of looked like that but it was a house from the south seas and just sitting there in this um mid-1800s architecture looked so odd and for me it was that dichotomy of 
the two things in juxtaposition to each other um, that made made me so excited to to see their different things. And when you first walked in, they had giant elephant tusks uh, that you walked under, which of course you couldn't have anymore. <laughs> you're you're, you're not going to show those today. And yeah. um, they had uh, canoes uh, hanging from the ceiling and a giant um, clamshell, giant clamshell, like, like yeah, bigger I've than never you? seen one so big. It was probably almost three feet across and um. it was real. And it was actually part of their donation thing. You could like it was in a glass container and you could like try throw. to throw money in it from the top. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. And they had a giant old oil portrait of, of George Peabody, their, their founder and philanthropist from the, uh, from the time that it became the Peabody Science Academy. And uh, now they don't have any of that. Like all of that kind of stuff that I get really worked up and excited about um, they don't have any of that anymore, and that's fine. You know, they, they, they do a lot of modern culture and things like that, but you're going to talk about the oddities and things, and they really stray away from showing those mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they've definitely decided to keep that uh, under wraps. Which I feel is a little strange because there are places... Some of it is kind of inappropriate. Well, and, and it, it I, is I history. Agree with that. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, have you been to um, Pitt Rivers Museum in Oxford? No, but I've seen all the pictures uh, online of what it looks like. And so that was kind of how they're meeting. Yeah, so it's, it's, the, it's sure. the yeah. National Natural History Museum in Oxford. Yeah. Um, and then there's like another museum uh, behind it, and I think it's five floors, and it is like downstairs. Just, just filled with stuff? Filled. Yeah. Uh, all sorts wow. of, I've seen dozens of shrunken heads. Uh, wall, not walls, but like at least a, a whole section of tattooed leathered flesh. Um, oh God! Weapons, strange weapons, Polynesian weapons, muskets, weird yeah. human anatomy. Stuff. I would say the difference—the one difference uh. between uh, the museums in Britain and Europe and uh, the Peabody Essex Museum in general—is a lot of the American merchant sailors who were headed over to those various islands and stuff. At least, what from what I've read, they were late to the game. Mm. Europeans were over there colonizing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the great age of sail, Americans were not colonizing. They were visiting. They were trying to to get some goods to bring back. Right, basically. trying to make money. This little window where they were trying to finance their brand new country. And so they were very polite. They were actually Americans at that time were very polite to the Chinese. They were very polite uh, to the islanders in the South Seas and in India and Turkey and the Mediterranean, everywhere that they were traveling. Uh, they had to be very polite. That makes sense. And um, they were known for that and they were respected for that. You know, the, uh, In China, Salem was considered a country. They thought Salem was a country because of how many ships and how much we were buying from them. Mm-hmm. But they also thought we were a great country because we were so, we were so <laughs> respectful and we weren't trying to like, you know, the British were always very pushy, as you know, mm-hmm. like they started the opium wars and everything because mm-hmm. they didn't get their way, crying babies. But uh, sorry, that's your relatives. Right? <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Americans were very polite and the Chinese actually let them inland and gave the Americans a lot more trade and they had given other people. And so some of the things in the Peabody Essex collection, which started with the East India Marine Society, that was genuinely traded with these people. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like, you know, taken, taken yeah. plundered and looted. Like and yeah. yeah. And so there's, there's a lot of reasons not 
to hide it because it was genuine trade with these countries. We had very good relationships with a lot of these uh, countries. And it's do you know who America, America's first treaty was signed with? Do you know that historical thing? I, I, we're gonna learn something. I, I when America don't. became a country, they you know they signed a treaty, but it was with uh, like the Barbary Coast. Really? Yeah, and the entrance between Africa and the Mediterranean, mm -hmm. because we were trying to get to Turkey. That's where we were getting the opium, so that we could go around to China, and then mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we, there was still nefarious things going on, but uh, we had signed um, our first international treaty was with basically the pirates of the Barbary Coast to say we'll give you this amount of money if you leave our ships alone. Look it up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The more you know. Do do do. No, but I totally agree. It is it is a part of Salem's history. Mm. And I think a part of Salem's history that most people forget about or don't even have... Well, they'd rather celebrate the, the tragedy of the witches. Right, right. Well, even even the Peabody Essex Museum likes to... They love that, yeah, well, but don't well, show the no, shrunken head. No, they, they like to hide that in Rowley and put it on display every... No, but they have the... the they do the witchcraft thing. They yeah. pulled it out this past couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah they, it's finally out and on display yeah, and part yeah. of the general narrative, but... For the most part, when it comes to the, you know Salem's Great Age of Sail, it's one of my favorite aspects of the Salem of the city's history to share with tour groups because most people they have no idea. Yeah. Their eyes get all wide. They're completely mind blown. They're like, "Wait, it's what romantic. are you talking about?" Yeah. But, I love that part of the history too. And and honestly, like this building, all the the customs house right across the way. Right. I mean, all these buildings they were built up during that economic heyday, and a lot of what we walk through today is the direct result of that economic prosperity but again yeah most people come here for the witch stuff so as There's long as so they much more it, it, yeah. it's fun because uh so many people come for witches and ghosts and i don't know about every tour but at least both sarah and i and, and at least a few others shoehorn in we, we force feed them <laughs> right uh other levels of history yeah. and it's i don't great way to educate people yeah i don't think i've ever had anyone who's upset or disappointed by that no they're excited yeah when you're like george washington came here the great age of sale richest city no one's talking they about they're like, they want to know more about the history yeah. Yeah. but they don't sign up for history tours no that's <laughs> So when they sign up for witches and you're like, give them, you're like, yeah. here, you're going to take. It's kind of like when you go to a bar and you get your drink <laughs> mm -hmm. and then they're like, hey, would you like some free pretzels on the side? And you're like, okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come for pretzels. You never want them before. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know there were pretzels. But you're going to like them. Yeah. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> um, oh, a couple other. Do you guys have any citywide recommendations for the listeners? Where, where should they eat, drink, and, and hang out? Goodness. So maybe like other other than October here. or any any time of the year. Okay. Um, our favorite restaurant. And I can, I can. We already agreed on these answers before. Uh, sure. Ledger's our favorite place to go eat here in Salem. Turner's. And Turner's. Well. Yeah. We've we have we have been to Turner's. Yeah. Turner's is fantastic. Yeah. Because, we've all you know, been to Turner's together. Whether you want yeah. steak, whether you want seafood, um, pasta, good drinks. The atmosphere there is fantastic. Um, yeah, we yeah. love that. So. There's a couple others as well. Uh, yeah, sea level. If you want to, well, the view. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to eat amazing. right there on the water and see the, the smell is all. Oh, right well, now. maybe yeah. right now yeah. all the dead fish. But Skip it for yeah, a few I weeks. Heard I think. about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, sea level is a great, they have a second story um, balcony that you can grab some drinks and some seafood and look out on the water. And um, we have that fantastic Derby Wharf there that's yeah. beautiful view, especially when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. We also love Old Main Street Pub. Old Main Street Pub. Fantastic. Yeah. I think I was in there like three times this weekend. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. And they repainted outside. Oh, it looks Beautiful. so good. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. It reminds me of, reminds me, like hard reminds me of England. You're like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like a British telephone booth. It's like, this beautiful red <laughs> yeah. and black and gold. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also love our new tradition of going to get Irish breakfast at O'Neill's every weekend. Yeah, you guys. Uh, they Jeffrey, now expect you us. You joined us <laughs> in the last one. I was going to say, we, what are we doing tomorrow? tomorrow? Oh, wait, no, it's Monday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. That was yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, full Irish breakfast at O'Neill's. I did not know that they were doing that. Yeah, it's, it yeah. was very good. It's a great brunch. Weekends, yeah. So, yeah. Get yeah. yourself a Bloody Mary mimosa with that. And it's fantastic. For ice cream. Oh. Unfortunately, we would have said Dusty's, which oh, rest, in peace. rest in peace. Yeah, it was fantastic. They Is that had the one that was just across no, the way. No. Um, uh, On your way over to which Hyven Mercy across from Mercy. Yeah, they yeah. had great, oh. great flavors like ginger and. They closed it's down closed and well, leveled yeah, out. Apartment yeah. buildings are going up, but condos or something. Yeah. See, I don't yeah. live down that way anymore, and I totally missed what Goodbye, was going on. Dusties. My goodness! So the second thing is to it's just sad. head a little further down. Uh, whether you're a local or a tourist, and just if you're going to have ice cream, have it at Salem Willows. Mm-hmm. They have several places, all of which have great ice cream. It doesn't really matter. It's they're all delicious. I like soft serve with you know the little dip. You get the hard dip on the outside. They have that, or um, a flake if you're yeah, proper English. If you're a f- <laughs> if you're a flake, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Salem Willows, that's where you should get your ice cream. Agreed. And your lobster rolls, just mm, saying. Yeah. Clam shack. Mm. I've already had two this year. Just <laughs> I'll avoid the chop suey so sandwiches. Then. Thank you very mm. much. We got we to gotta get back on that bandwagon. Uh, you know, now that they've been revived. Yeah. Oh. Any other yeah. questions? <laughs> I don't think so. I have one. Oh. Okay. Do you have any advice to give oh. to our listeners and this can be advice about salem but usually our guests tend to go more in the direction of just general life advice so if there's anything that you would like them to take away from this episode yeah i mean just the fact that we're here in this beautiful building and um we went through a pandemic we went through uh losing our normal day jobs out in Los Angeles and all sorts of things happened. And uh, I just had a string of ups and downs, but I always envisioned, quite literally, I always envisioned having this building. I used to sit at Red's with my family when I was young and I used to see it and I used to say, that's such a beautiful building. If I ever had that, this is what I would do. And I would imagine all these things. And it took a pandemic and it took losing my work. We, me and my wife didn't know what we were going to do when we lost yeah. our we whole careers. We were about to put everything in storage. We had built, you know, we had built careers that had made us really good money um, outside of the store, which was our hobby. And we're like, well, now they've shut stores down. So what are you going to do? Like, basically, we, our world was turned upside down. But I just kept believing. And I just, we just, <laughs> it was 2020 when we opened here in this building. And we took a chance. And it was more expensive than anything we could afford. And now it's awesome. And so my advice is, 
which you've heard from a lot of people, but me and Erica are living proof. Like, just keep doing what you really want to do, and it will find a way to work out for you. And it's the only way that you're going to get what you want is if you just keep relentlessly pursuing it. And that's what we did. Yeah, keep moving forward towards that goal. Risks be damned Mm -hmm. because, you know, if it is what you want, then risks will always be worth it. Absolutely. That's, That's my advice. Well said. Yes. Thank Risks be damned. I love that. Yeah, because they're just going to hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't quite know if we touched on it, but you just said you opened in 2020. You opened in mid-October mm-hmm. 2020. Uh, we had to hit the ground running here. You, you yeah. moved here, if I remember correctly, in late August, early September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Middle, you crossed the country. Mid-September, we landed here. Landed here. And then a um, few people told us, like, if you don't open in October, you're doomed. So uh, we quickly. I might have. I might have been one open. of those people. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> but we had Thank we had you. had we had had the store. We basically yeah. just you know uplifted the store from L.A. Uh, it was good advice, though, Jeffrey. But, Thank but, you. But risks be damned. I, I mean, yeah. you moved your life, traveled cross country in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, we had to pay four times much. Oh yeah, rent to be here than we did, and we could we couldn't afford it. We were actually looking at the building that Pentagram is now in. Oh, yeah. That would have been totally different. Which is also a nice... We were going to put it there because that was about the same size and the same vibe building that our old store was in. And that's what we were used to paying and used to going into. Uh, But, you know, my dad pushed me. Not only um, was he looking at buildings on the ground while we were in Los Angeles, he was Mm -hmm. out here... um, looking at anything that we, oh, check this loop net, dad, check this city feet. And he would go talk to the realtors for us yeah. uh, as our boots on the ground here. And he said, oh, you know that building you love? You know that's release? And I was like, I, I can't. He's like, <laughs> it's going to go. It's going to go. You know, and yeah. I was like. Ugh. But he was so encouraging. He was so encouraging. Yeah. And so Seized. we did it. We're Seized. so grateful for that. Did you guys Seized see it? Before you. I, I knew the building and I had been in before yeah. when right. it was an antique store. Yeah, because you've always lusted after the building, and you I knew did. it. And so. then I actually was visiting. I got married here to Erica um, because I have such a big family on this coast. Seven years ago now. Yeah. So yeah, seven years ago, July second. So oh, oh, we happy, just had our anniversary happy two anniversary. days ago. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, but we got married here in Beverly on the coast, and when we were staying here, um, my parents took us out to Reds, and I. Pointed, I pointed to Erica and I said, see that building? If we ever moved here, that's where we would put our store. Didn't I? You sure did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and I didn't think anything of it at the time. But yeah. And then it now happened. look at us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. She knew about it too. Manifestation dreams. It, was well, a, it is. It is a dream come true. And it's and a dream congratulations. To talking to you guys about it. It's a dream being inside it, the building and recording. Uh, this we're is recording in a bullfinch building. I like, hope yes. you're recording this time, right? It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, I don't even know, throw it out the window. But. Yeah. I go all the way to the top, too. <laughs> into char- Can we get it into Charter Street? <laughs> we do it live. <laughs> you're the, the, we're doing it live. Yeah. Uh, 
But yes, thank thank you guys truly for thank for you. hosting us here. Thank you for inviting it's us. It's our pleasure. And yeah. uh, being willing to collaborate with us on the next live show because I can't imagine a better location yeah. for it. Oh, we're gonna have so much fun. It's gonna be great. So that's in a couple we weeks. Hope to see you all uh, there. Yeah. Well, no. When oh, this drops, it'll be one week. A week. So if you don't July have your tickets, 11th, right? uh, snag those. And then uh, I was cutting you off earlier. There is more stuff happening here. Oh yeah. If you want to plug that. Yeah, in September. Fam yeah. things. Bam Things um, are hosting their salon and workshop. The Endless Night. We love them. Ben and Lex, we love them. Um, so they are going to host a, a dinner, a VIP Oh, the Caribbean dinner dinner's here. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think I knew that. And, <laughs> and, um, and then a salon, mm-hmm. a salon evening, and then also some workshops. Um, so it'll be a few days. Yeah. So they'll the, they'll up, they're they'll taking be over here for the through weekend. the weekend. Yeah. 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 So the September Caribbean 8th, dinner is the eighth it's kind of Friday a mansion night. takeover. Uh, with the same night as the salon, the ball is not here. No. Uh, however, the next day there is an event here. So there's Correct. The, check the vampfangs.com, uh, check endless nights, check the playbill. Uh, right. For those of you uh, coming, getting the VIV tickets, you'll have access to all of those uh, events and things here, oh, yeah. here at Deal Marcus. So. Absolutely. Do you know if we're going to have the run of the whole place for the salon? Or, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They've taken over. They've taken over the whole building. The whole thing. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, because New Year's was such a fun time. So I can't imagine this place filled with a bunch of vampires. It's going to be fun. I can. And we look forward to hosting even more events where the whole building is open. Yeah. Yeah. So we will include all of your information in the show notes so people can oh, get a hold you. of you in case they are yeah. also interested in uh, hosting their event here as well. Thank, Thank you, you again. Thank you, guys. Uh, but with that, we'll see you next week, literally. We see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you coming, we will see you next week. Uh, until then, thanks for listening. See you later.